What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, folks. It's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Back here for episode 69 of the Locked on Bucks podcast. This is our last podcast to preview... Uh, this Thursday night showdown here between the Bucks and Falcons at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, you know, there's been enough talk uh, about these primetime Thursday night games disappointing uh, without them having to immediately follow uh, the amazing night that was Cubs-Indians last night uh, and Chicago getting their first uh, World Series championship in 108 years. Uh, you sit through that and all the drama and the excitement of that. And it's hard to uh, sit here and go, you know, the Falcons have lost three in a row in this rivalry. Still a game we're going to cover tonight. Still a game we're going to talk about today. just want to wrap up kind of the basic storylines, if you will. Uh, very quiet Wednesday. No access, no real news to speak of. The final injury report did come out, so we do have a slight amount of news, in that uh, for the third week in a row, defensive tackle Clinton McDonald has practiced all week. Uh, I say all week. has practiced during the week. Uh, but he's going to be inactive. Uh, they have ruled him out for tonight's game. Uh, he's got a hamstring, and those hamstrings, uh, as Doug Martin fans know, uh, can often linger. Uh, so that'll be four straight games that Clinton McDonald has missed. Uh, again, means you know, a bigger role for Akeem Spence, uh, something they have pushed through and won with before. Uh, both of the running backs, as expected, are out, so Doug Martin's still out with the hamstring, and uh, that'll be six games out for him. And Jacquez Rogers will miss the game with his sprained foot. So obviously one of the bigger things we've talked about this week is the Bucks running backs. Uh, oh, injury-wise, just so I'm not forgetting things here, Falcons do have some injuries themselves. Uh, we had known that Jacob Tammy, their tight end, who led them in catches in Week 1 against the Bucks, would be out. Uh, they ruled him out. Uh, they have ruled Tevin Coleman, who had 95 receiving yards for the Falcons in that first Bucks game. Uh, Tevin Coleman's also out. And uh, Dwight Freeney, the ageless defensive end, is also out as well. So those three ruled out. Uh, otherwise, the Falcons are healthy. Uh, but we'll start things today uh, with the Bucks running backs. And again, the kind of the running back by committee, Doug Martin, Charles Sims, Jaquiz Rogers, all still out, uh, which kind of puts them on running backs four, five, and six, if you will. And everybody's trying to figure out kind of what the order is going to be, who's going to get most of the carries. I do a lot of these... Uh, Radio hits and uh, calls with out-of-town radio and national radio and such. And they all want to know who's going to be the starter running back, who's going to be the primary ball carrier at running back. Uh, First and foremost, I I don't know. Uh, There's certainly uh, reasons you can make for all three. And and all three, uh, I should say. We have Anton Smith, uh, the veteran who was signed a couple weeks back, former Falcon, had a 30-yard catch against the Niners, uh, had four carries for 16-yard Sunday. Uh, You have Peyton Barber, the rookie from Auburn, who we've talked about here for the last couple months. Uh, had the big game in San Francisco with 84 yards, including a 44-yard touchdown. And then you have Mike James, who is back on the roster uh, for the first time in two months. Came back this week, again, as, a, as an injury replacement. Uh, had been briefly with the Lions practice squad as well. Waved injured at the start of the year. So among, among those three, uh, the conventional wisdom is, is that Anton Smith kind of gets the first look. Uh, the the Bucks have a, a session during their practice uh, where... 
it's the three quarterbacks and one running back, and they kind of just throw passes to the one running back. And usually there's, you know, the entire position is there, all the running backs or all the receivers, all the tight ends. Uh, but there's one session where there's just one running back who's there catching passes from the quarterbacks. And, and usually in, in that weird, bizarro universe where Bucks running backs are healthy, Doug Martin is that guy. It, it's very much the, the guy who will be your main back. So I did see this week that Anton Smith was the guy that got to do that which could mean that he just gets the first crack. Uh, I do think they're going to try and give all three of these guys a look relatively early in the game, just just to see if there's one that can click and do well. It lets them ride the hot hand. Anton Smith, obviously, Dirk Cutter has very much confidence in his former players. We saw that with Jacques Rogers uh, getting 35 touches in his first start, filling in. You know, And Jacques Rogers had never had more than 18 carries, so for him to have 35 touches was pretty strong in that first start. Uh, what's curious is that Anton Smith has never had more than four carries in an NFL game. Uh, this is like game 66 for him in his career. He, he's mostly been a special teams guy. He's been a uh, change of pace back, uh, a, a pass out of the backfield back. Uh, as we mentioned on the podcast this week, he's had a bunch of big plays. He's got like six catches of like 40 yards or more. He's just never had a game where he's the guy at running back. I, I was looking, I don't know that he's ever had more than two carries on a drive. So he could very well, as Dirk Cutter pointed out this week, just because a guy hasn't done something doesn't mean he can't do it. He's just had other running backs around him that have been the starters ahead of him. So uh, I do get a sense of a tremendous confidence that Dirk has in Anton Smith. Anton did have a fumble late in the game. He only had four carries Sunday, but did have a fumble uh, late in the game. The Bucks did recover it, so it kind of gets lost in that, but did have a fumble late in the game. Uh, if it were Peyton Barber, my main apprehension would be that Peyton Barber only had three snaps on Sunday uh, and didn't play after Rodgers got hurt, only had one carry for one yard. So Dirk Cutter had mentioned this week that they had a bigger package of plays in mind for Anton Smith, and that's why it wasn't necessarily the one guy deserved seven times as many snaps as the other. They just, as things worked out, that's the way they had them pegged, and, and those plays came up for Anton Smith more. Uh, Mike James is the wild card, and then Mike James certainly has fresh legs, hasn't had a touch in an NFL game in two years, and has done this before. I mean, we talked about that run he had in 13 as a rookie where stepped up and had you know two games where he had double-digit carries, and then just went off and had 28 carries for 158 yards in a tough place at Seattle. I remember that game well. Nearly got the Bucks up. Uh, a very unlikely win there at Seattle. They ended up losing the game, but but not for anything that Mike James did. So again, very curious to see of those three how things are split up. I don't know that anybody's going to get 20 touches in this game. It could be that Anton Smith gets 15 and Peyton Barber gets 8 and Mike James gets 8 or something like that. I do think they're very much going to try and continue this commitment to the running game uh, as they have regardless of who is in the backfield. So I think that's something to keep in mind. But big question there, and curious to see what happens with the Bucks at running back. I do want to throw a plug in for uh, our sponsor on this week's podcast. Our podcast sponsor is SeatGeek. Uh, good to have them back as a sponsor, not only here, but all over the Locked on Butts podcast uh, and all over the Locked on Podcast network. SeatGeek, of course, is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. You know, I will say, uh, I doubt that the Bucks falcons game will live up to uh, Cubs-Indians. It will be a cheaper seat, I can tell you that. 
looking though, it's actually I think probably some of it's this this John Lynch Ring of Honor thing, but it's a fifty dollars seat on SeatGeek right now, which is face value. So there are no tickets available right now under face value, which speaks well to uh, the interest in the game and the crowd they're likely to have. Uh, if you look ahead uh, next week, the Bucks have the Bears at home to wrap up. Uh, their three-game homestand. That's still a $46 ticket, so a little bit cheaper, but that Bears game could easily sell out. Uh, Bears always bring a good amount of fans here to Tampa. And then the big dollar one, if I'm not going to go crazy with Cubs-Indians, national championship game is in Tampa January 9th, uh, and that game right now is starting at $755 without even knowing who's playing in the game. $755, what it costs to get in for that game right now uh, on SeatGeek.com. Uh, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. Uh, With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. Uh, SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. Uh, you can sort by cheapest seat. You can sort on best value. There might be a seat that's 150 bucks, but it's usually a $300 seat. Uh, they're going to recognize that. They're going to let you know where the deals are, and you'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Uh, every, geek, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. For my listeners here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, to do that, you need to download the SeatGeek app, go to your settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code LOBUCKS for Locked on Bucks, that's L-O-B-U-C-S. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBUCKS today. Again, thanks again to have SeatGeek on board as a sponsor for the podcast here. One thing we have to talk about as we get ready for this game tonight uh, is the threat of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones against this Bucks pass defense. Uh, it's not a good week to have the NFL's best quarterback in town when your defense has just given up 513 yards as they did to uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders in the overtime loss on Sunday. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan, they held Matt Ryan in check fairly well in that opening game. Uh, got themselves a lead. Uh, Falcons kind of got a little bit back into it at the end of the game to make it closer than it was. Uh, But Matt Ryan leads the NFL right now with touchdown passes with 19, with 2,636 passing yards. Uh, Julio Jones, as we've mentioned here, was held in check pretty well in that first game, 66 yards against the Bucs in week one. Uh, Had a little bit of a knee injury this week, but nothing that would keep him from playing. Uh, and again, the number that Bucks fans should be worried about is 199. That is the most yards ever allowed uh, for a receiver against the Bucks. Uh, again, the great Hakeem Nicks. One more Hakeem Nicks shout-out will be done for the week. Uh, so the question is just how much Julio Jones can do. How do the Bucks defend him? Is this Grimes on him? Is this Hargraves? Uh, how do they keep Mohamed Sanu in check on the other side? Uh, and honestly, the other thing I'm curious about now is, is how Justin Hardy can do against his defense. The Bucks had some issues Sunday with Jude J. Barima and the nickel, and obviously two big plays where Jude impacted the game was a defensive holding call uh, against him holding Oakland's third receiver, Seth Roberts. And then obviously the winning touchdown in overtime came to Seth Roberts on a throw where uh, 
where Jude got beat for the first down and then kind of got picked off by Bradley McDougal did some poor tackling on that last play there. Uh, so big question is how much Matt Ryan can go for. Uh, obviously, Bucks fans remember Matt Ryan on a Thursday night against the Bucks in 2014. Uh, ridiculously effective in that game. 21 of 24. I think he had 281, four touchdowns. Uh, just a great game for Matt Ryan in that game. Got to watch the end for the bench. It was so lopsided. Uh, this is, as we've mentioned, a Ring of Honor game for the Bucks. So we'll have uh, all kinds of festivities at halftime to honor John Lynch and put one more part of the Bucks Super Bowl team uh, there in the Ring of Honor with Sapp, with uh, Derek Brooks, with Mike Allstock. Uh, big thing for John Lynch. Very excited for him. This is his second Ring of Honor, Ring of Fame in two weeks. The Broncos just did the same thing. Uh, and he's very much on the cusp of the Hall of Fame in Canton as a finalist for that honor. Hard for safety is getting into the Hall of Fame, but John Lynch certainly has a good case for it. Uh, intrigued that the Bucks are going for four wins in a row in this rivalry. And I cannot tell you how unusual that is in that the Bucks right now, out of 32 teams, there's only one team uh, that they have even a third three-game win streak against. That's actually the Kansas City Chiefs, who they'll face uh, in two weeks, two weeks from Sunday. Uh, they'll go to Kansas City. Uh, but three games represents a significantly long win streak for this team. Um, and if they were to get to four, again, that would be wild. And that James Winston, uh, you know, here he is finishing up two years in the NFL, has never lost to the Falcons. Quan Alexander, who had such an amazing game in Atlanta last year as a rookie, has never lost to the Falcons. So if there's a team that the Bucks can go into with confidence, even under these ridiculous circumstances with a short week coming off a bad game uh, defensively against the Raiders... It would be these Falcons. Uh, for whatever reason, they've had Atlanta's number in a way that New Orleans hasn't, Carolina hasn't. Uh, they've got them three in a row and uh, a chance for four tonight. I'll be interested to see what Jameis Winston can do and how much the uh, restrictor plates, if you will, are taken off of Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis had a great game in, in week one against the Falcons. He had four touchdowns, hit four different guys. Uh, hit Mike Evans, hit former Bucks tight end Austin Severin Jenkins had Brandon Myers for a touchdown in the end zone. Uh, played probably his best game against this defense. And again, to be clear, uh, Falcons are a little bit better defensively than they were in week one. Keanu Neal, their rookie from uh, Florida, a uh, first-round defensive back, much like Vernon Hargraves, is not only back, but is leading the team in tackles uh, and playing very well. Uh, they got two other rookies at linebacker that are playing well, in Deion Jones from LSU, in Devontae Campbell from Minnesota. They're both playing a lot. And honestly, Brian Poole, another Gator defensive back who's a rookie, will see a lot of playing time in this game as well. Uh, he's got like 30 tackles as a rookie uh, and a surprise rookie for the Falcons as well. So a lot of young defenders that Jameis uh, will go up against and have a chance to kind of try and outwit, outsmart, and outplay. Uh, you know, the Bucks obviously will go into this game trying to establish the run, uh, even though they are doing so with their number four running back and a guy that's never been called upon uh, to start in the NFL to be, uh, I mean, Mike James has started in the NFL. It's just been three years in a while. But uh, someone unfamiliar with the challenge they are facing tonight. Uh, so we'll be intrigued to see if they have it much like Detroit, where it's a 30 snaps, 30 snaps running, 30 snaps passing type split or whether they take an odd closer to Oakland and throw it 40 and run it 25 or something like that. Uh, a lot of that will be predicated on how well they can run the ball early. I, I certainly think their intention will be to run the ball 
and to own the line of scrimmage and go from there. But we will see. Uh, that is tonight. We'll be able to wrap it up uh, tomorrow, have that rare Friday wrap-up podcast going into your weekend. But uh, thank you guys again for listening, uh, for a quick, busy week, turning things around from Raiders to Falcons. We'll be there tonight. We'll have all the information tomorrow morning on the podcast. Uh, should be able to get that up nice and early for you as well. That will wrap things up here for Episode 69. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please, if you can, shoot me your uh, your feedback off this game tonight, after the game, if this is a win that you're celebrating, if it's another loss uh, that you're commiserating, uh, hit us up uh, on email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com, on Twitter at LockedOnBucks. You uh, can hit me as well at Greg Allman. You guys do a good job of that. Thank you guys very much. This will do things for now, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, episode 69 is in the books here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thanks to SeatGeek for their sponsorship as well. But for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman. Thanks again. We'll have a full wrap-up in the morning on Bucks Falcons. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.